Hi everyone, and welcome to the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, CFO and co-founder at Dr. Multimedia, where for the last 10 years, I've been helping practices grow all across the country. We started this podcast so we could dive deeper into the issues around practice growth, from online marketing to the way you run your business. We know doctors are busy people and you don't have a lot of time to study these kinds of topics, so we're hoping this audio podcast makes it really easy to stay up to date with what's going around the country. We'll be interviewing top doctors, successful practice managers, and other experts in the field. Without further ado, let's get started. I was wandering around the office, you know, deciding what to talk about today, and someone mentioned content creation for doctors, and I thought that was a perfect recommendation because it's such a hot topic right now um, for a variety of reasons. One reason is that it seems to be a large part of search engine optimization, at least as it relates to local businesses. So when you're talking about doing your website, of course, I'm assuming you already have a custom website, that it's well built, that it converts well, that it ranks okay on its own. You've got active social media, you've got good reviews. I know that's a lot to assume, and if you're one of our clients, that should all be taken care of for you. But once you do those things, The question then is, okay, now how do I rank better? Or how do I get to the top of Google? Or what are the keys um, to optimizing my website for the search engines? And when you're talking about these small margins, you know, if, if you have three or four doctors all doing something really well, let's say chiropractors, there's three or four local chiropractors, and you've maxed out in those three basic areas, you know, how is Google distinguishing, how are, how are visitors distinguishing between whether they're going to visit, who they're going to visit first, second, third, who they're going to call first. And so we have this idea in our heads that, oh, if we're at the top of Google, you know, all of our problems will be solved. We'll have conquered the internet, we're going to get all the traffic, all the business. And so we put a lot of weight in how we rank on search engines, and understandably so. You know, no one's going to page four or five of Google digging through results, deciding who to call. So it is important to show at the top and to have some of those basics like social media and your online reviews. But then once the website's built, once your social media is good and active, and once those reviews are in good shape, high score, lots of reviews, so you got quality and quantity, now the question is, okay, what separates people at those really fine margins? What are the things that you can actually control? Because no matter how much you follow best practices, no matter how much you invest in SEO, no matter who you pay for your AdWords, there's no guarantee that you're going to be at the top of Google when people search as far as the organic listings. You can only do the things that you think you need to do and kind of hope for the best. And this is what makes this industry so frustrating for a lot of people. But of course, there are ways to stack the deck in your favor and there are ways to win more often than you lose. And that's what we consider when we look at SEO and how your search engine optimization is going in your rankings, is we're looking at a much more holistic approach. We're not just typing in veterinarian near you and seeing that you're number one and calling it a day. I mean, that's great. That's what everyone's striving for, but there's so much more to it than that. And so I wanted to dive into today one of the easy ways that you can actually control, that you can influence your rankings over the long run, and ensure that you're doing everything that you can to keep your practice at the top and stay at the top and be progressive and being prepared for the future. And that boils down to creating content. So what are some obvious reasons why creating content is so important? Well, one, and I should say that 
When I'm saying create content, it means a lot of different things. This is probably most simply explained as a blog. I think that's how most people visualize it or interpret it. They think of, okay, I need, to post, I need to write an article for my blog and I need to post it on my website and I need to do that once a month. That is definitely an example of content creation and probably the, the easiest one to visualize. So what I'm talking about when it comes to content creation is that you're adding to your website, you're adding to your social media, you're adding to your online presence. So if you were writing a blog every month, after a year, you've added 12 pages and 12 topics to your website. What that's gonna do is increase the odds or the net, if you will, that you're casting out there on the internet. So you're increasing the number of ways someone can bump into you. So let's say your website has 10 pages to start. Those are 10 different results that Google could display. Keep in mind, each Google result is a page on your website. Google can't really show like three different results to the same page, uh, if you understand what I'm saying. So it helps to have multiple pages show up in search rankings. And as an extension, it helps to have additional pages on your website geared to certain topics so that if someone looks for a related topic, that they might wind up on your website and find the information that they deem useful and then you know learn about your business as a result. So the big difference here when in the content creation I'm about to talk about is that people might not be looking for your specific business. They might not be saying, I need a chiropractor who's open. They might be looking for content related to your services or they might be experiencing symptoms that you treat and researching that on the internet and if you can capture them in that moment, even if they're not ready to call you, you can start to position yourself as an expert in your field. Not to mention that if you caught one of our SEO talks previously, as far as our doctors are concerned, you can really equate SEO and website traffic. And so anything that you do that can bring traffic to your website, regardless of if they're potential patients or not, is ultimately good for your local search listings and your search engine optimization because you have people in your community going online, seeing your results, clicking on it, and then spending time on your website. That's great, kind of no matter how you look at it. So when it comes to creating content, of course, if you have the basics out of the way, right? you should have a page for each of your major services. You should have pages dedicated to the symptoms that you treat, the procedures that you offer. I hope that that's basic and ingrained in your website just as your content. So now, what can you do to continue creating content time and time again and in help your website in all the ways that I've described? So what I recommend is a little bit of reverse engineering in that think about a potential patient or a potential client who might not even be aware of you and your services. What problems might they have? What pain might they be experiencing? And generally, what questions could that equate to that they might be sitting down and typing into their, into their Google search where you could show up? So let me give you a couple examples. One is one of our clients that we're very proud of um, out in Utah. There's a chiropractor that treats the whole family. So just as in his daily course of writing blog articles, he decided to do one on baby strollers because he sees children, he sees toddlers, he sees babies helps them with chiropractic treatments. So he wrote an article from the lens of a chiropractor, it was just a couple paragraphs, breaking down which baby strollers he recommends or doesn't recommend. Now, as things turned out, in his area in Utah, this article got enough views and got enough traction that even if you just Google baby stroller in his area, 
his article pops up at the top of Google first result. So you could literally just be someone shopping for a baby stroller and come across his article. Now, if you're a new parent and you see an article or a web link titled, you know, which best which baby strollers are best for your child's, you know, posture or chiropractic care or back, you're going to be interested and you're going to take a look and you're going to value that advice. So, yes, I understand most people that are buying baby strollers have no interest in signing up uh, signing up to for a pediatric chiropractor or might not be interested in that. But the point is that he's now positioned his website and he's gaining a ton of traffic off of a related keyword uh, in baby strollers. And now a lot of new parents out there will discover his website, even though they're not looking for a chiropractor, click on it. And if they didn't know about his business, they're going to learn who he is, where he is, what the phone number is, and if nothing else, file that information away for later, but hopefully position himself as an expert so that if they're ever at the point where they do need a solution, they think of him first. Now, another example, funny enough, also a chiropractor from my own personal life, um, I recently was trying to get more exercise and I saw a treadmill and I thought, all right, this is easy. Let me get on the treadmill, go as hard as I can in terms of working out. That'll be great for me. So being the novice that I am, I dialed up the incline as high as it would go. I went to the highest speed that I could handle and I did that for a couple days. Now, a few days later, I noticed that my lower back was really hurting. And while I had to guess why, I had no idea what the problem was. So I actually sat down, you know, here at work, and I Googled, I recently started using a treadmill and my lower back hurts. And, you know, unbeknownst to me, the first result that popped up, kind of proof of concept, was a local chiropractor. And they had a page on their website where they were detailing certain elements. And I scrolled through it and I was reading. And it actually said on there, you know, running on a treadmill, and then it said one thing to look out for is running too steep of an incline because that can cause back pain. And as soon as I read that, everything clicked for me. I was like, oh yeah, there was a reason that 15 was red on the treadmill and I ignored it when I pressed on it. That makes total sense. And I just didn't think about that beforehand. And I didn't isolate that as the reason for my pain initially. But once I saw it on the page, it made complete sense. So that chiropractor, just by providing useful information to me, got me to visit his website, pay attention, and at least appreciate what he was offering. Now, I didn't need a chiropractor, but if I did, I, there's obviously a lot of reasons why I would um, choose him, you know, or at least be aware of him as an option. We have a veterinarian um, out on the East Coast. She wrote a long time ago an article about cats and wires, and I think the dangers associated with that or why they like to play with that. It somehow got picked up somewhere on the internet. And to this day, years later, it drives a significant percentage of her website traffic, which is almost frustrating for her because those aren't potential clients, but it's still really healthy for the website. So my advice is to brainstorm the situation or the setting that a potential client uh, or patient would be in. Think about what procedure you want to promote. So I had a urologist I was working with recently. They wanted to promote Eurolift. Okay, great. So who might Eurolift appeal to? Or who is someone that could benefit from Eurolift? What symptoms would they be experiencing and they don't even realize yet that Eurolift is an option? I think they said, you know, kind of wetting the bed or not being able to control when you go. So great. Imagine you're that person. What are the things that you might be typing into Google? Now use those questions 
and answer those questions. And your content doesn't have to be a polished medical article. It just has to be blog style advice that you're giving out. In the same way that I'm creating this content today on content creation, you want to do the version that's relevant to your business where you sit down and you answer questions or you address topics whether written or even ideally on video. If you can do video, that works wonders. We have some veterinarians doing an amazing job of that right now, just dealing with weekly topics. And say, okay, someone might be typing in, like, why am I not able to control my bladder? I'm having these accidents. Now, if you answer some of their questions and that content ends with, a great solution for these problems is Eurolift, you know, click here to learn more or call us today for a consultation. You can convert someone who's casually searching into an actual client or at least reaching out to you for a consultation and advice. Of course, whether it's the right fit for them is going to depend on who they are and what you offer. So, you know, in the limited time that we have today, the lesson that I hope you're taking away is it doesn't have to be that boring, dry medical content. You know, there's only so many ways to write a root canal page. There's an unlimited number of ways to appeal to people that may be on the verge of a root canal or avoiding a root canal or even just experiencing the symptoms that might lead to a root canal and provide them with useful information and knowledge, experience, tips, techniques, tricks, uh, remedies. Create that content and now you can actually go after a lot of the low-hanging fruit because while all the other urologists in Farmington, New Mexico are probably worried about urologist Farmington and how they rank, um, Holly and her team are going to have really limited competition for Eurolift in her area because no one around her is doing that and providing content geared towards those symptoms and those procedures. But take a procedure that you would like to promote and take steps backwards. Okay, who are ideal candidates for these procedures? What might they be experiencing? What questions might they have? What pain points might they have? And then write your content to that area of people, knowing that some of those people over here will end up wanting your services down the road or your, your procedures down the road. And what you're trying to do is one, create traffic to your website, and two, position yourself as an expert and an authority in your field and have that name or brand recognition that goes along with creating great content. Just like I hope I'm doing right now, I hope that I'm associating Dr. Multimedia in your mind with great, free, valuable content when it comes to online marketing. And should you like what you hear and you need us, you'll reach out to us. I just want you to kind of do the same thing, but for your patients, and if you do that consistently, consistency is certainly the key, if you do it once a month or two times a month, every month for a year or two years, you're going to look back and you're going to have this wide net of, um, of content and of traffic to your website. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Practice Growth with Praz. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, and if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at drmultimedia.com. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly sharing new content as part of our mission to take online marketing topics and make them relevant to your practice. And if you like what you heard, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and we can't wait to do it again.